0: Thank you. Welcome back to deeper conversations this is mason west um this is our podcast on deeper conversations about devotion community and a life with christ together thank you for listening um so i'm here with dr henry clary he's an assistant professor of christian studies here on campus and also our head of missions here at bluefield university um how are you doing dr clary
1: i'm doing fine doing I'm good doing fine just yeah. trucking along just trucking along finishing up the academic year Trying mm-hmm. to get some Final reports written and uh, figure out what we're going to do for the summer.
0: I like it. You yeah. know, i'm I'm with, I'm with you. I think that. Um, so Henry, just to bring some context, he was one of the first faces um, that I got associated with when I came mm-hmm. in as a freshman, started getting involved with student ministry and stuff like that. And at the time, he was overseeing us, and it was just awesome to build a close relationship with him we went on a couple we went on a couple so far mission trips together and that's just been super fun but one thing that i've learned about dr clary is his perspective on living a life on mission for christ and that's something that we want to keep um at the forefront of our student experience here at Bluefield university is there is outlets for you to get plugged into to in which you can live on mission for christ Mm -hmm. on in the daily context and a and just a basis experience-to-experience experience context, context of, like, we want to experience all the things that God has for us wherever we go in life and uh, and and step out to go more places to spread the gospel and see the fruit of the commission being fulfilled. Right. And so, um, yeah, kind of just, uh, we went on a couple trips recently, just right after graduation. What were the dates on that again? I'm trying to remember what days we even uh, the went. The most recent ones we did yeah.
1: were May the 8th through the 16th for mm-hmm. the Spain trip and May the 9th through the 16th for the return to Ecuador, which I Mm -hmm. believe is our third, I'm pretty sure I'm correct on this, third time as a school. Mm -hmm. Some of us, some of our number have been there. for uh, internships, kind of a one-off right. yep. kind of thing. But this is our third trip back to uh, For His Children That's awesome. ministry down there in Quito.
0: Yeah, so you uh, headed up the Spain trip to Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little yeah. bit about that. How did how did that go? What right. was going on there?
1: Right, right. Yeah, the, the Spain trip, um, I, again, to, to give a little bit more background, is mm-hmm. the second time that we've been to Madrid, Spain, to work with IMB Missionaries, International Mission Board. Um, um the first time we went was two years ago and lots mm. of funny not so funny stories about that because right, yeah. we literally got on the plane to leave from that first trip as covid was mm. blowing up on planet earth i remember and kind of crazy like, <laughs> yeah one of the first big bombshells was madrid spain yeah <laughs> so i I, t- I tell people that that might be thinking about going there and just kind of giving a little background about what they do and i'll get to the kind of a the, mm-hmm. the, 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 little bit of the deeper sure. stuff of what we do in Spain and what the goal is. Um, I, I tell them it's kind of like um, being in one of those action films and you're running out of a building or getting out of a plane. And as <laughs> you know, as the camera's focused on you running away, the thing blows up in the background. Yeah. That's what our first trip to Spain was wow, like. This awesome. time around, it wasn't quite so bad, um, but on both occurrences and Lord willing, we'll go back again mm-hmm. uh, next year. Um, as well as to Ecuador. Um, I have personally, as the kind of the overseer and the, the supervisor and, and the organizer of these mission trips, um, I have a great desire to form partnerships that go mm-hmm. from one year to the next because I just feel like that builds energy. And yeah, it helps. For sure. Yeah, it helps a lot. Um, we are working alongside IMB missionaries in the area of church planting. Mm. So the first time we went, we did a lot of prayer walking, we did gospel mm. distribution, actual, actually, Bible distribution in the subway entrances there in mm. urban madrid and um the church that they subsequently launched in 2020 took right mm-hmm. because you know people plant churches this has been something that's been part of our christian heritage right since, Exactly since day one literally mm-hmm. since jesus yep. walked the earth and um sometimes churches don't take mm. <laughs> that's, just, that's part of the deal as a career missionary or even a short-term missionary but this church uh, did get off the ground, and they've become independent, and um, they're up and running. Mm. And they're near the university district in Madrid. So the second time around, um, we've come in at the, a little bit of a different phase of the church plant, where they actually have a church going, and they're meeting in a, kind of a conference room of a hotel, mm-hmm. also near the university district. So in case you're Wondering, um, the the mission teams there, the the career missionaries, Mm -hmm. their goal is to plant a church and attract and present the gospel to um, young Mm 20-something, people 18 to 25, 18 to 30, and uh, start churches uh, based around college life. Oh, wow. That's awesome. As well as the neighborhoods, because in other countries, unlike here in the United States, I mean, that's not completely different, but it's somewhat different in... um, Latin America and also in Spain um, colleges are kind of spread out kind of like a college Mm -hmm. town there'll be apartment complexes and people living here and there and in fact most of the time in Latin America they don't have dorms at all now in in Madrid they do have dormitories kind Mm -hmm. of like we do here but the university area is so big like 85,000 students and it's just humongous that is nuts so right but there where the students live in this university town area so called um, there are other people, so they're mm-hmm. families, you know, people carry on their normal life. So the church plan is, is kind of reaching out in both directions to the student population as well as to regular folks. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're family-oriented people. Um, so uh, the goal is church planting, and you might ask, what can a college group do in just a week with a church plant, which mm. is kind of a big project, right? Yeah, spiritually, you know, it always starts with prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts also with intentionality. Wow. Okay, yeah. and that's something that I would pass along to our student body here for as sure. well. Um, and this was kind of a watchword for me and my my wife when we were serving full time down in Uruguay, um, like in the early 2010s. Mm-hmm. Was the Lord just kept bringing several keywords to us? Kind of each year, we would have a different phrase or verse or, or mm-hmm. word and it seemed like more than once being intentional about what you're doing was kind of the big
0: recurring theme reoccurring
1: yeah. theme right being watchful was mm-hmm. another one but um, this idea of being intentional about what you do um, regarding missions kind of ties in with another couple of key phrases I like to impart and talk about and uh, one of those is organic mm. not the food <laughs> <laughs> but just being a, an authentic Christian the same person that you are in church or Sunday school or in the pulpit, like mm. you know, I'm a pastor of, of a church as well, not to be fake and phony, but to be <laughs> organic. Yeah, for and sure. To me, that's the beginning of mission. If Jesus has interacted, or if you've interacted with him, if he saved you and pulled you out of darkness and mm. put you into, a, um, into his marvelous light, then we really owe it to him. And I think you m- may have mentioned this at the beginning of your remarks, Mason, that um, mission really should be more of a lifestyle mm. and it should be part of what we do. So good. And uh, another one, this is kind of a uh, kind of a tag phrase, so I, did, I didn't make this up, but they, they tell you when you're applying to become a career missionary that if you're not doing missions or living a mission kind of lifestyle mm. here, you're probably not going to do it. Right, day every day. Right? Yeah. And that, that, in, in mission circles, that's almost cliche to say, but I figured I'd, I would throw that in there. That is super I, cool. I've got the mic in my hand. Right. Mm -hmm. And another thing, too, and a related concept is and this, I think, has to do with Bluefield University and what what you and the campus ministries team are are doing day to day, week to week, year to year is to um, change the DNA Mm. or put into the DNA this concept that we are on mission. That's right. So and again, not to be trite or to be over overly silly, mm-hmm. you know, and say we're on a mission from God. Well, right. We really are on a mission. Yeah, exactly. From God. You know. Um, we're supposed to be salt and light. And um, the big tie in for me, and I'm not sure if I'm running too far afield no, you're rambling good. too much. But the big tie in for me is these trips that we do now two per year. And my vision would be that we could mm-hmm. multiply that. Do four per year. Yeah, maybe it'd be, the next it'd be awesome. Of years. Yeah, um, is to um, set those trips up and kind of build the excitement and the training and just talking it up and living missionally here while we're preparing to go there. Mm. So the mission trip isn't an end; is not an end in, in itself so much as it is uh, something that we offer the campus community for their spiritual growth. Mm. Makes sense.
0: That's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that a lot, and I think what I like. The most about what you're saying is that like personally just with my that that was the past time we went to ecuador it was mm-hmm. my wife's fourth time to ecuador and you right. were talking about making lasting connections with right. places right. doing things that make a lasting connection and a lasting impact mm-hmm. um just by being a part of something that gave her a, a view mm-hmm. of the global body of christ right. was was impactful enough for her to say you know what this this is worth following Jesus every single day in every moment. So it leads to moments that we can understand the full expanse of what we get to part be right. to be a part of together. I think the coolest thing about living on mission is that we end up running into things like, especially when we were on the compound of an orphanage. We went the other trip. We went. You guys went to Madrid. We went to Quito, mm-hmm. and uh, we were on the compound of an orphanage called Forest Children. Cool thing is that in moments like that and we've talked about this so many times you talk about it in your training we mm-hmm. talked about it so many times that we find ourselves being so much more ministered to right. than actually ministering to others right and it's all because of this mission uh, to follow Jesus and mm-hmm. give everything to him that mm-hmm. we see the impact of that in the places that we go right. and serve as well that you know a lot of times we have so many different kinds of conveniences that we're held back in our everyday life here in the mm-hmm. States and just things that kind of hold us back from seeing the overall mission. Mm-hmm. But when we go and we have that heightened sense of awareness, right. it changes our perspective on things, yeah. especially related to living on mission for Christ. Yeah, because
1: here you're insulated. I can't remember. Yeah. What, you just used a word that sparked me to say, yeah. I want to say insulated. We're kind mm-hmm. of insulated from living more authentically for Jesus. Mm-hmm. When you get outside your comfort zone, and this yeah. is another thing too, there's so many different little concepts mm-hmm. that that we share, like, mm-hmm. like you said, in our, our monthly and then weekly trainings, getting ready to go on mission, There are so many different things that, that come up. And one of those is that uh, getting outside of your own um, normal daily routines, mm-hmm. it causes a little bit of stress, yeah. right? Um, and it makes you reckon with yourself in a way that you probably didn't before, mm. right? Um, and I've noticed that all the way through. And mm-hmm. you know, I my my wife Tasha and I we were in our mid thirties before we were actually commissioned mm-hmm. full time career missionaries. Mm. There's a whole whole story that goes behind that, but um, we're glad we didn't go when God God called exactly, us when yeah. we our mid twenties. Mm-hmm. And then it took took us ten years to prepare, seminary wise, family wise, spiritual growth wise, but. Um, even then, when we finally got on the plane and went overseas to start language training, mm-hmm. you can think about it and you can hear about it and you can go through really good training. We had really good training with the International Mission Board. But until you're there on the ground, mm-hmm. and you can you do sense this, the, yeah, but by the way, sure. this is a tip of the hat yeah. towards short-term missions. I, I used to be a little bit of a skeptic of short-term you're missions, right, yeah. but I'm, I'm no longer a skeptic because there, there are so many things, hopefully in our, our short time mm-hmm. together, we can talk about. But you do get to sense this when you get off the plane on a short-term mission, but we really felt it when we were kind of dropped off in another Mm -hmm. country. We're like, oh, man, (laughs) we we can't go back. What are we going to do? (laughs) What have we gotten ourselves into? And our kids, throw throw the Uh three kids in there as well. But um, it really peels back the layers of your selfishness and your Mm. sin. Um, A friend of mine that I went through seminary with, who's also a missionary, he's still a, a career missionary. Um, he said once, and this was before, this was when I was still studying and had not actually gone permanently overseas. He said, uh, when you're called to missions, you're first and foremost called to a deeper walk with Christ. Mm, so good. First and foremost. And really that goes with our salvation call as well. Right, yeah. But, you know, the, there is biblical warrant and there is experiential warrant for a career called missions Mm -hmm. and when you're called to missions you are called to a deeper walk with Christ and inside of that now that sounds fun right like oh cool you could put that on a on a A
0: t-shirt
1: on a t-shirt right (laughs) but but, and I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade but when you when you step out in faith and then you're on the field um (laughs) that deeper walk with Christ Mm -hmm. will almost it will always manifest itself in your soul and in your mind with a greater awareness of your sinfulness. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I told you it was going to be kind of a downer, yeah. <laughs> right? But but it's true, it's not bad news. It's just right. it's a growth experience and you recognize how frail you are. Mm. It's a humbling and a lot of times yeah. humiliating. I mean, just learning a foreign language mm-hmm. is humiliating, right? That you said
0: the word, yeah. and that would hit the nail on the head is this humbling aspect to to a to stepping out on mission. Yeah. I think so many times we step into situations in which we finally realize that we're not the Savior in the story, right. you know? <laughs> and right. it's like we need, we're totally dependent on Jesus. Right. And those moments produce that that humility in definition means mm-hmm. total dependence. Mm-hmm. It produces that humility in the Christian walk to say, mm-hmm. you know what? Not my will, but your will be done.
1: Right, and isn't that the sweet spot anyway? Isn't yeah, what we're exactly. For, so right? good. Because if we think Think that we're all that, and that we're going to be able to Mm -hmm. quote unquote save the world, like you said. Mm -hmm. We're on the wrong track to begin with, Mm -hmm. right? And to echo something that you said earlier in your remarks, Mason, um, about the the short-term trips that you've been on, Mm -hmm. you 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 are blessed by the people that you go to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you use different hundred percent. But uh, my goodness, did we not learn that? Our our, the first time we went out on mission, we were outside the country for four years. And so people would ask questions. Mm-hmm. I wasn't interviewed per se, but we would um, go to missions conferences, mm-hmm. and I would do um, presentations at different churches and whatnot. And they would always ask, you know, how it went, and with different varying levels of, of motivation of the person questioning. Right. But we would try to say through faltering lips that honestly, the most ironic thing was how much we learned about mercy and grace mm. from the nationals, the people that we were going to minister mm-hmm. to, sometimes they weren't even saved Yeah, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They right, exactly. Good, they were just being good neighbors. Good Samaritans. Yeah, yeah. good Samaritans, uh-huh. and as much as they they, they knew how to mm-hmm. do that, right? And uh, so that was an eye-opener. Mm-hmm. That's a real surprise is how much you're blessed and how much you learn about grace and patience and just so many different things about yourself. From
0: It's you funny you say that. I, I love that. Sorry to cut you off. I that. loved when this past time when we went to serve on on the compound for his children we we were told this every time but i think it's so cool um i forget it every time i hear it but it because of the nature of the place but they would tell us like not all the staff is christian right but engraved in woven into the culture that they've created at this orphanage to just care for children Mm -hmm. and their development you couldn't tell who was christian and who was not right and that showed us a lot about what our priorities should Mm -hmm. simply be as humans and and, Mm -hmm. and, in in acting kindness yeah. and having empathy yeah. and being compassionate yeah. as, as Christ's call even tells us to do right. and just in an everyday context here right. and it starts to enlighten you of that moment that you pass someone on the road mm-hmm. and you didn't stop you know even in contrast to the mm-hmm. to the story that's told in the gospel it's mm-hmm. just like that good that reality of like The Levite passes, the one that's supposed to, you know, that's enacting worship unto God and leading that worship unto God, Mm -hmm. you know, passes that. As well as the Sadducee,
1: right? Two of the usual suspects. Exactly. They didn't want to sully their hands. And And that just blows my mind, like how
0: real that story can become in our everyday life. And then mission, going on mission, whether it's international or within the states or anything, just stepping out Mm -hmm. on mission enlightens you to that fact of like whoa mm-hmm. i i'm in that narrative and don't even realize it every mm-hmm.
1: day mm-hmm. yeah and it, it never hurts just to demonstrate acts of acts of kindness mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the most underwhelming thing but i think it has a lot of value 100
0: percent. yeah
1: yeah you know because I'm, I'm also convinced too and this comes from our missions experience mm-hmm. as well as just walking with christ for a good long while now that um we are going to have opportunities to present the gospel we mm-hmm. will you know if you again if go to go back to that word intentionality mm-hmm. as long as we're intentional um, but kind of our, our homeostasis our basic mm-hmm. thing that we should do trucking mm-hmm. along is just to do like first John says uh, if we're gonna claim that we follow Jesus we have to walk like he walked mm-hmm. right so good and uh, he was a full human being you know mm. I mean he got he got upset he got mm-hmm. angry right yeah. he cried right so, so he did. was sad Mm. Um, but he was always thinking about the other. And I think that mm. as much as we can infuse that, to go back to a couple of my probably corny little terms that I use, organic <laughs> and then DNA, no, kind of put those into our character-building process, mm-hmm. that uh, you could do a lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly, yeah. yeah. I just say that. You could so do a lot true. worse. So yeah. true. Well,
0: tell us a little bit about some of your history on um, your life of just having moments where you knew, like, I'm made to live on mission for Christ, yeah. like whether just give us an overview glaze of like the Clary story.
1: Well, I think you know
0: because we've heard from Mark a yeah, little bit at the beginning of the, yeah. our launching podcast.
1: Right, right. to Rob a little bit from the Apostle Paul in mm. uh, I believe it's in Galatians, it might be the first chapter of Romans. I get confused. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he talks about his own story and he he sa- he may have said it in both chapter one of mm-hmm. uh, uh, both of those letters, kind of think of it or at least alluded to the concept that he was marked out before birth mm. to serve Christ. Mm-hmm. And if you know about the Apostle Paul's story, you know that he was probably in his mid-30s mm-hmm. when he got saved, Right? he had the Damascus Road experience. So there were three decades when mm-hmm. he not only was not thinking Christianly, of course, he was on the front end of mm-hmm. the formation of Christianity. They wouldn't have had a word to describe it then, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But beyond that, he was actively opposed to the Christian movement. Mm. Yet here, in a a more mature uh, Pauline setting, he says, I was marked out from birth Mm. to serve Christ. So if I could, again, use that concept. Um, I'm an adult convert to Jesus. I was 26 Mm -hmm. years old when I got saved. Mm. Um, So up to that point... There were times when I thought I was a Christian, like most of my youth. I grew Mm up down south, so kind of, you know, being from that part of the country, Mm -hmm. most everybody goes to church, and I kind of thought I was a Christian. Um, When I went to college, I became a full-blown atheist, so for about four and a half years Mm. during college and then a little bit afterward, I was a professing atheist, and, Mm. you know, I really was, and it was Mm very— perturbing for my wife because she was a growing Christian at the right, same time. Yeah. So that's that's part of the Clary story. Is while I wow. was running away from God, she was running toward God. Mm-hmm. And this is thankfully while we were married without children, so mm-hmm. we were in, in college and uh, just out of college, getting our career started, uh, didn't have any kids at that time. Mm-hmm. But the Lord got a hold. And before that, uh, just one more remark about mm-hmm. my pre-Christian sure. life. Is that God had put into both of us? This was something that we we knew at the time, and then when the Lord got hold of us and called us into missions, we're like, oh, so that's what Jesus was doing that whole mm-hmm. time. We always loved the foreigner; like we mm-hmm. thought it was so cool. Um, we grew up down in Florida. I went away in the military to the military, where we you're around all kind of different people. Mm-hmm. But when I got into college, a bigger university, a state university, so people from different places. I would have summer jobs working mm-hmm. uh, in down there in Jacksonville at different places where interna- international people or foreign people, immigrants, would work. And I'm like, these people are so interesting to me. They mm-hmm. come from a different language group, a different part oh, wow. of the world. Yeah. And so we always would like to invite people over and, and get to know folks from other cultures. And we just thought that was just whatever. You know? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't until after the Lord saved me Mm. and then impressed on both of us uh, a a strong calling to missions that were like okay so god had formed us Mm. to be the kind of people that would be given into that direction now not everybody's like that and Mm -hmm. sometimes it takes an act of god (laughs) to change so, I'm just, I, I thank God for his grace in that area. Also, um, we both like languages. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was another thing that was kind of there even before I became a Christian. Mm-hmm. But then after, now I'm, I'm not trying to baptize talents or, or givenness. Right. Yeah. But I think that it's part of God's grace. For sure. Our own story. Again, for sure. There are thousands of missionaries out there, there have been right, hundreds yeah. of thousands of missionaries mm-hmm. since the beginning. Of the missionary movement, mm-hmm. but uh, and so we all have a little bit of a different story. But our story has to do with kind of God setting us up for a, a lifestyle of missions, and, wow. and at so least good. for part of our story, career and missions. And then when He called, so and and Tasha, my wife, has been really keen to point this out over the years that He didn't call me to missions until I had responded to the call to salvation, mm, right? Yeah. So it wasn't like they, there was this sort of thing floating out in the clouds that said, oh, you're going to be a missionary someday. Really the opposite. Even, mm-hmm. even when we were praying about our vocation and kind of a, a discerning period of time when, when I had just become a freshly baptized Christian, right? Um, we weren't thinking about missions at all. Mm-hmm. So so that was the surprising part. But God didn't call to missions until we like been fully in the tank for Jesus. This
0: is so cool. Conv- yeah. It's like this conversion to commission experience right. which is exactly what we read about yeah no no it's it, amazing
1: i mean it, it yeah so there are similarities so everybody's calling because it happens that way Yeah. but they're all unique and kind of yeah own for sure life's life experience for sure. yeah um so going back around to mm-hmm. your question i always feel like in these situations i get far afield no so that's good how are we doing <laughs> no we're doing good okay good. Doing good 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 so where do we go from here uh, calling. Yeah. Calling. Uh, okay, so first, to, something that needs to be pointed out is there, there has to be that calling to salvation. Right, exactly. Verse, right? The general calling mm-hmm. to uh, follow Christ. And then beyond that, some people are called into a specific vocation. Mm-hmm. I'm really big on that. I work with that area here at Bluefield University, as you know. Um, for us, it turned out to be a calling to missions. I was already, I had, uh, uh, was a double major in college. Right, yeah. I had an economics major in, in history, and I was working in business, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that's why I got saved when I'd been out of college for a couple of years. And um, then the Lord began to peel back the layers of, mm-hmm. again, selfishness, and Um, Our worldview began to change and truly Mm. like uh, our worldview which again, I kind of sometimes called the DNA of how you Mm -hmm. think That actually changed. Jesus can change that. That's
0: so good right that Romans 12
1: Yeah, yeah the mind being renewed daily and so he peeled back one layer Mm. after another Um, You know I used to be one of the people that would say during my atheist phase I'd be one of the people that would say you know, Christians are hypocrites. Christians mm-hmm. are this, that, and the other. They just want to get into your right. wallet, right? Yeah. And um, <laughs> like within six months of being a baptized Christian, God got a hold of my wallet. I'm yeah. like, you know, <laughs> Come you know, on. He, he's the owner of everything. What's That's 10%? That's so, so good. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. And I'm here to tell you, we ha- none of us have missed a meal. Mm. Shoes on the kids' That's feet. beautiful. Everything provided for mm. beautifully, handsomely, over and above. And then the point came where... The the Lord, the Holy Spirit, told me, appealed to me. He said, "You know, you haven't given me one big thing, mm. and that's what you do for." At the time, I was working like fifty to sixty hours a week. He's like, "You like, you're not giving me your job." Mm. Because when I decided to go into uh, real estate, I was an appraiser, professional mm. appraiser. I was still an atheist, so I made that wow. decision in human terms. Um, not that it's a bad career; it's a great mm-hmm. career. But I didn't. I wasn't a Christian, so I didn't know to consult Jesus, mm. right? And so I we went into a season of prayer about what to do with my life, right? mm. my work life, which is a big, big thing for a guy. Wow. After praying for about three months consistently and then having uh, other people in our church pray, one day it just happened. Mm. It's like... It, the, Okay, so uh, I'm in a room full of non-Baptists right now, so I feel like I'm on comfortable ground because this gets a little no, Pentecostal. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was sitting at was home good. one day after work. Uh-huh. I finished my work early, and I was just kind of chilling out and uh-huh. meditating. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't think I had any TV on or mm-hmm. no music or anything. But I'd gotten into reading the Bible, and I could see, you know, how what the Lord was up to, especially in the mm-hmm. book of Acts. And so that was kind of on my mind a lot. And... Um, I, I heard the call. It was like mm. a voice that was wow. within, mm. you know, not a voice behind the, the ficus bush mm. or, or coming through the window, mm-hmm. um, but it was it it was not as if, but the Lord was speaking to me on my inside mm. and calling me to um, missions. He's like, wow. I, 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 it's hard to say in words, but you know, it's like it was like a vision mm. of South America, yeah. and you know, it was I was incredulous and I'm like, what what's going on here? And then it's like it focused in on Uruguay, which wow. wound up being our calling. We, after, wow. after preparing mm-hmm. and praying and getting ready, we actually did wind up in Uruguay. Mm-hmm. Um, we were there. we were on the mission field for eight and a half years mm-hmm. before the Lord called us off the field. And so um, here we are now. But um, you know, the, the missionary calling still remains. Kind of like mm-hmm. they say about Marines, once a, once a Marine, always a Marine. Yeah. Once a missionary, always a missionary. But, that, <laughs> that's good. But, but I go back to that calling, and that mm-hmm. happened at a specific point in time, mm. and it just rocked our existence. Wow. And that's what I mean specifically when I was saying earlier that God didn't lay that on me mm. when I was a, a non-believer. Mm. Like I would not have known how to interpret that, mm. and I would have dismissed it as just some sort of, you mm. know, like a, you know, it's like a weird idea that just popped into wow. my head. But that day, the Holy Spirit changed my uh, focus entirely because I was on a career path. And um, I actually wanted to move up in the ranks of, of my current job. But God completely turned us around 180 mm-hmm. degrees and called us to mission. It took me a week to get up the courage mm-hmm. to tell my wife that I'd had this strange encounter with mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. Um, where I, I saw this vision, I heard this voice. Mm-hmm. It was an interior, kind of a spiritual moment. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing is that um, she was like, okay, yeah. So, Because she felt like there was something just around the corner that mm-hmm. God was going to change in our lives, but she didn't know what it was. And mm-hmm. she's like, that's it. Then wow. um, I mustered the courage to talk to our pastor about my calling. And um, again, good right down the line, Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. And so you would think maybe it'd be a couple of raised eyebrows. He's like, well, thank God. <laughs> mm. Because first of all, he, this is really sweet. He said uh, just like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago before that, he and one of our deacons uh, had gone to a prayer breakfast. Mm. And uh, we pretty much always, always been associated with small churches with right, exceptions. Yeah. And so this was a small kind of a neighborhood family oriented church. So this is a big prayer mm-hmm. request on their part, but they were at that prayer breakfast for missions. And they prayed that God would lift up a family from our
0: congregation Mm. to go on
1: mission. Wow, that's so so awesome. just
0: (laughs) Just connects these dots, man. And and what I'm reminded of as you're talking is I was reading recently – um, just the Matthew 11 reality where it's he Jesus is speaking, he's like, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. And if you look in the context of what it meant for like a rabbi to have a yoke mm-hmm. at that point, it meant like in teaching terms, I, and I might butcher this, which is fine. <laughs> it's it's just a comfortable podcast. But in teaching terms, like every teacher had this sense of yoke, you know, this sense of mm-hmm. almost like this teaching philosophy, if you will, this w- way of going about teaching the Torah. Yeah. And um, Jesus's was simply I'm the way. Mm-hmm. And and like what I'm reminded of as you're talking is like once the way was made cl- clear made to clear. you, yeah. it's like the way is made clear. Jesus, the way is made clear. The truth and the life yeah. follows. A, a life on mission, a life... Um, the truth of this mission, and then the life on mission flows naturally from the fact yeah. that Jesus is the way. Yeah. And I love about, and kind of leaning into that, I want to ask one more thing, and um, we'll be fine on time either way. I, I just really want to unpack this because this really impacted me when we talked one time. It's a little bit of a left field thing, but. And, and in terms of this life on mission thing, we're actually going to be doing like a cool social media series anyways on Instagram, just kind of telling stories from the trips we've been able to mm-hmm. go on with student ministries here that uh, so gracefully you've helped us and and, and um, be prepared for and, mm-hmm. and lead, leading us in. But kind of leaning into this next thing, I, I remember at the start of the year of um, – of the school year of the 2021 2022 school year mm-hmm. I remember the Lord really laid on my heart I want you to take a deep dive into Hebrews mm-hmm. and and I remember Um, specifically when I felt that laid on my heart and, and I remember this idea of being so firm in my Christology that it wasn't even funny, just, just hit me like a wave in the face. Mm -hmm. And then I, it was brought to my attention that that's what you wrote your Mm -hmm. doctoral thesis on was Hebrews. And I remembered us talking about it just in some offside conversation and it impacted me so much. I knew in that moment, I was like that was like the perfect timing everything lined it up but i wanted you to Mm -hmm. kind of share on here a little bit from that like what led you into that deep dive into hebrews and kind of what we can pull um from the fact that our christianity is what it is it is it is Christology. It is the it is the firm foundation of who Jesus is that spurs us on to that mission. And it sounds like a left field, but I feel like it'll turn back. We can we can circle back around to the mission thing.
1: Yeah, I think I think so. Right. Um, Well, Jesus was a missionary. Yeah, (laughs) I I tell my congregation that a lot. That Jesus left the comforts of home. Mm, You know, there is. Uh, especially in, in kind of the Eastern Orthodox churches and artistic right. tradition of representing the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit kind of sitting around a table, mm. right? And there's a there's a fun-to-say Greek word called perichoresis, yeah. which has this kind of idea of Like com- a circle community. dance. I think I've heard that before. Yeah, like yeah. a circle dance, a, mm-hmm. um, a, a community of, of friends. And mm. so before God created the universe, before He spoke anything into existence in Genesis 1-1, there was the Trinity, there was the Father, Son, mm, so and the good. Spirit. And so Jesus had to step down, mm. right? And that stepping down we, we see illustrated in Philippians chapter 2. So he mm-hmm. stepped down across every dimension you could possibly think mm-hmm. think up and joined us. So okay, good. Okay, to, to lead us back to God and, mm-hmm. as, as a race and as, as individuals. And the book of Hebrews well, first of all, I chose to study the book of Hebrews because aside from the book of Revelation, um, it was the most confusing one to me. Like, yeah. It was hard to read. Yeah. It no, I get it. Yeah. head wrapped around. So uh-huh. as a seminary student, I'm like, that's a big That's challenge. the one. That's yeah. the challenge right there. So I started to study Hebrews. And um, as I got into to the studies over, over the years, um, getting ready to do the dissertation, doing several papers on it, I'm like, this is just such a fascinating book. And I wanted to figure out what made the book tick. Right, mm. what was the central theme? And you could read it one time and kind of get the main point, it's mm-hmm. about Jesus, yeah, right? exactly. Um, but more specifically, the people that Hebrews was writing to were Jewish converts in the first century, and they were feeling the heat a little bit. Mm. And this is one of the things that can apply in a lot of different ways in our daily walk with Christ because we all, especially younger people, mm-hmm. are still. We're, you know, the older you get, the less you care about what other people think about you. But when you're young, you really do. Yeah, for sure. Peer pressure is part of the thing. And so the Hebrews community, the Jewish converts, they were feeling a little weak-kneed because their family members, their community members who were other Jewish people Mm -hmm. still following the Jewish way. Um, we're giving them a hard time, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that kind of comes through in in the text of the letter. And so Hebrews comes along and says, wait a minute, just hold on for just a second. Mm -hmm. And metaphorically close your eyes. Mm -hmm. And I want you to just recognize Mm -hmm. who Jesus of Nazareth is. Mm -hmm. He's the full he is. Well the first few chapters talk about the better than he is mm-hmm. better than the angels mm. he's stronger than Moses mm-hmm. he's a better leader than Joshua <laughs> he even supersedes this sh- shady character called Melchizedek which come, <laughs> who comes comes up in Genesis mm-hmm. 14 um who is held in high a high degree of reverence right, yeah. in the in the Jewish priestly order activity, of Melchizedek right, right? yeah so Jesus supersedes and is better than all mm-hmm. of them and then furthermore all of the covenants all the deals the pacts that God mm-hmm. had made with the the forefathers right, with yeah. Abraham with Isaac and Jacob and Moses all of those in the new covenant preached by Jeremiah all of them it's like a nexus they all come together mm. they don't just point to Jesus they come together in Jesus <laughs> that's so good and to I me that's that. like mind blowing that right is so awesome yeah and so he is literally everything mm. right and so like you said earlier Mason he is he's the way right mm-hmm. so to take off of john 14 6 he's the way the truth and the life but the first word is the way and i like how you mm-hmm. picked up on that because jesus would always say to his disciples when calling them follow me mm-hmm. and you follow along a way like yeah, you walk that's a so road good. literally mm-hmm. and uh, that ties in if i could be so provocative as to tie that back in mm-hmm. with missions so um, good. to be Uh, To be living a life of missions, to be a missionary means literally to to walk like Jesus walked, and to try Mm. to be intentional about you know how he would act and react in certain Mm. situations. So it just changes everything. No, I love that. Changes everything.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that perspective and just a little bit of a deeper insight of how it all ties together. Because again, um, if we say we're on mission. We got to know whose mission we're on. That's right. We and we got to know what what, that that this mission is the way, the -hmm. truth, and the life, Mm -hmm. and this is what we're we're caught up in the fellowship of, and and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for opportunities that we have here within this student ministry. But I'm venturing Mm -hmm. to dream that one day we'll see hundreds of thousands of young people sent on mission for Mm -hmm. Christ just by the masses year Mm -hmm. by year that really notice Him as the way. Mm -hmm. You know, and and Mm -hmm. I, I I'm praying for that, but also, um. Yeah, just a little update for for those that are listening to just be on watch for our um, social medias because we want to share some stories from people that were really impacted by stepping out on mission for Christ and not just a one time thing, but a, but and being enlightened to a lifestyle. Of mission Mm -hmm. for Jesus Mm -hmm. and um, being caught up in fellowship with this man that is Jesus and Mm -hmm. with this amazing relationship that we get to share together in Christ. And so um, with that being said, thank you so much for coming on, Dr. Clary. This has been an amazing conversation. And yeah, let's let's further this um, for those that are listening by asking the Lord, what are you calling me to do? Mm -hmm. Am I in you and and what does that look like in my everyday life and what are you calling me to do from here where do we go from here and and let's let's pray that together for those who are listening and also yeah again thanks for watching thanks abby behind the scenes for for giving us week after week content and helping us out with that (laughs) she's going to be going on the disney college program for those who didn't know that so we're going to pray for her she's not producing this podcast we'll miss her but she'll be Still apart and helping us direct and everything like that. But yeah, so thanks for listening. This was Deeper Conversations. Thank you, Henry.